The pre-med path can be super confusing. If you'd love some help on your path or on your applications, use the promo code PMY for pre-med years, PMY over at medicalschoolhq.net and get some help from some of our experts, former directors of admissions, admissions officers, other experts. We have a small team ready to help you today. Again, that's promo code PMY to get a discount on our services at medicalschoolhq.net. If you're applying to medical school in 2022 to start medical school in 2023, join me Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern or Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern at premedworkshop.com. Go register today. I'm going to show you how to tell your story in your application. Again, that's premedworkshop.com. If you are applying to medical school in 2022, be there or be square. The Premed Year, session number 456. Hello, and welcome to The Premed Years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Pre-Med Years. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have a great Q&A session with Dorothy from Blueprint MCAT. She joins me on Instagram Live, and we even gave away a six-month live online course from Blueprint MCAT. We brought on tons of great guests, had lots of good questions, lots of MCAT-specific questions because of Dorothy. Dorothy is going into her, just started her first year in medical school. So she has a lot to talk about, about her experiences applying to medical school and what that process was like for her. So not just a standard Instagram Live, but a great one with Dorothy from Blueprint MCAT, who happens to sponsor the MCAT Minute. Uh, This month, we've been talking about how many times can you take the MCAT? And you should know the answer by now is seven, seven total in your life, three in a year, four over the course of two years. You should know those numbers and you should forget about those numbers because you only need to take it once if you prepare properly. Go to blueprintmcat.com, sign up for a free account. Like almost every student who takes the MCAT every year signs up for a free Blueprint MCAT account. You can, again, you can do that at blueprintmcat.com. The newest in their repertoire over with their free account is 1,600 plus flashcards that you can get for free on a brand new spaced repetition platform that they built for you to maximize your knowledge to get the score you need on the MCAT to succeed. Again, that's Blueprint MCAT at blueprintmcat.com. Let's go and jump into our Instagram live session with Dorothy, again, from Blueprint MCAT. All right, Instagram live. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, I have an amazing guest going to join us today and then we'll bring on some people hopefully i think we can do three people now on lives we'll test it out uh, if we can't we'll just do tons of q and a um through through comments and questions so uh, we will wait for <clears throat> our friend dorothy to join us and we'll jump in. How is everyone doing? As you're coming on, say hello. Where are you? Where are you, where are you in this world? Um, are you uh, 
East Coast, West Coast, Mid Coast. Where, where are you guys hanging out? Thanks for the follow. You're welcome. We made it. We made it, fam. We did it, squad. We, we, we made the show. Florida. Nice. Hello from Baltimore. Juliet Gabriel. Hello, friends. Naples. Florida. Yes, Michael, I know you're up in Fort Collins uh, weathering this smoky few weeks, although today it's nice out, so hopefully we can get outside and enjoy the weather. Um, from Philly, hello, San Antonio, hello. All right, so we're going to bring on our friend Dorothy from Blueprint MCAT. <clears throat> um, hello, Dorothy. Hello. Good to see you again, Ryan. It's good to see you. So for everyone watching, Dorothy has been on the MCAT podcast for the last several weeks and then the next few weeks as well. Uh, Dorothy, you uh, obviously crushed your MCAT because you are now an instructor for the Blueprint Live Online course. Uh, but you also just had your medical school orientation, your first year orientation. What was that like for you? Yeah, it's day three of medical school, so I guess we made it. But yeah, it's been a lot of informational sessions. I feel like a lot of information kind of went over our heads because it's just so much. But getting excited for classes to start next week for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is it? What is it like <laughs> to be around a bunch of smart people? It it's honoring because it's like wow, I am so I'm surrounded by people who are awesome and really smart and amazing and all have come and all are, all are coming from very unique experiences. So I love hearing what everyone's been up to before coming to my school. And yeah, it's definitely an honor to be among them. And it's also really exciting to just to be in a environment where I feel like I will be challenged um, every day. So I'm excited. You are Maybe a little scared. But <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> since, since you are a blueprint live online instructor, and did well in the MCAT yourself. For everyone watching, and, and we'll do general Q&A. This isn't going to be all, all MCAT questions. Um, what What is your number one tip for students just preparing to, to study for the MCAT or just thinking about it? Yeah, for the MCAT, I think uh, make sure you, know, you have a study plan. So even if it takes a couple days to just sit down and figure out what resources you're going to use, how you're going to do so, what timeline you have. Um, what other extracurriculars you're going to be doing during that time, whether you're in school or working or doing other things and give yourself a game plan moving forward. Cause if you don't have a plan, it just feels really nebulous and really overwhelming to just be like, okay, I'm going to learn all of this content and somehow take this seven hour exam in a couple months. So make sure you have a plan. There's a lot of um, resources out there. Um, Blueprint is obviously one of them. I think we have a really cool calendar system, but even without Blueprint, make sure you are just sitting down, kind of thinking through like what resources you have, what you can afford. Highly recommend WMC regardless of whether you end up with a test prep company or not, and then go from there. Yeah, that, 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 the algorithm of must have is unfortunately WMC first because they have enough money. Can we not, can we not give them any more money? Um, mm -hmm. And then 
blueprint, uh, obviously for full length exams, amazing. And then for the live online course, if you're looking for some accountability, having those set times to, to schedule classes that you can reschedule as needed. Um, so lots of, lots of great stuff there. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and, and answer some questions for some people. <laughs> Juliet Gabriel uh, wants to know, can you share your score, please? I don't know what this fascination is with like, what is your score? Because if I get that, then I can be just like you. And that's just not how this game is game works right uh obviously your score is top 90th percentile because you're an instructor for blueprint mcat and they just they don't take anyone else so uh, think about it in that way um i mean i will say there you is can share your score if you want really. but <laughs> um i think i'll refrain because i think um as i was talking to a lot of my classmates that I'm starting with this week. It's crazy to just see where everyone's coming from. People have different experiences. There's a pretty broad range of scores. And we have to keep in yeah. mind that the averages for each med school, that's just the median score. There are people scoring higher than that. There are people scoring lower than it. So you definitely don't have to have this cooker, cookie cutter score to get into med school. And I think that's something that's really important. To it's like it's like I've been talking about that for, for a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> but what do I know? That's all right. Um, I'm going to see if I can bring on a third person. Let's see. I'm going to see. I've seen, okay. I've seen Facebook lives with, or Instagram lives with more than two people. <laughs> we'll see. Let's see. Party. <laughs> yeah. All right. I invited one other person. Let's see if we can answer some questions here while we're at it. Um, I like this one. Here we go. Uh, Alexi. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to the question. Hello there. Thank you. Oh no, internet connection is not great. Hello. Okay. Ah. Uh, so the. Uh, hello. So yeah, that connection. Sorry, I think it's better now. Is it better now? Okay, thank you for this opportunity. You are welcome. Really appreciate. Um, my name is. Yes, it's better. No, it's not it's better, better on our side. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to boot you. Sorry, Grace. Send in your question through text and we'll we'll uh we'll get your question answered. All right. If you want to come join us as well, we can uh have a couple. All right, here we go. We'll get uh, some more people on here. Um but the question that came up here was how do you prepare yourself for this seven hour test, right? What what does that mindset look like? Oh, sorry. I was in the bed. That's okay. <laughs> Got to get out of bed real quick. Got to get out of bed. <laughs> I, uh, I did. Uh, thank you for adding me. Um, I, I About the score, I was just curious because um, I have, that is the first thing. I think that's, that is bad, but that is the first thing I ask when I hear about people's, when I hear someone is in med school, I kind of ask them. Um, I work amongst uh, a lot of residents. And then when they come in, the first thing I want to ask is, hey, what was your MCAT score? But but let's, why? Why do you go to that number? What is so sacred about that number that you go there? Why not, hey, how many shadowing hours did you have? Hey, what was your GPA? Hey, how much clinical experience did you have? Hey, how did you write your personal statement? Hey, how did you prepare for your interviews? Right? Why? What's your MCAT score? I know. Uh, I, I don't know. Like I said, it's bad. It's really bad that I jumped to that. And I'm trying to like, I, I heard what you said and it's to, it totally makes sense. It just, it just puts me in the wrong direction. If that's what, um, I just really, I feel like I'm, I'm scared and I, I don't think I'm, 
I don't want to apply to med school twice. I think that's my mindset. And I yeah. just want to go in and study. And when I see my grade, something because that would probably course it if I if, if I don't make up to like at least 515. It's 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 what I hope I can get to. But 515 is a phenomenal score. It is. Yes, it's a phenomenal score. There's this, I don't know where this like, this like just skewed perception of what's a good score comes from, right? Well, it comes from SDN. It comes from Reddit. It comes from other pre-meds who lie about their scores. Um, Why why do you, why do you think a 515 isn't a good score? Um, I don't know. Cause I went in and I was looking like, I, I Googled like the best medical schools, like from the top to all the way. I just made, I just Googled a whole medical school in the States and I was looking at their average uh, GPA, their uh, MCAT score. For example, um, I really love Hopkins just because I think I've been there way too long and like in the medical facility is not the university. And I, that they, it, the school was like my first medical school choice. And then I went in and I saw that their average MCAT score is like 522. And that almost like killed me. I'm like, oh my God. How median. Can-? Median. Remember, it's a median number that you see on MSAR. Oh, okay. That. And I just look at that number for all the schools. And that is where I get my whole, whole idea of. And that's why I always ask people. Like, I'll stop doing that. I promise. Yes, please, please stop doing it. It's 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 not not only just an inaccurate way to figure out how to get into medical school. It's a, it's a little personal, right? People people tightly guide it, right? I I don't because I went to medical school a long time ago, uh, back at the old MCAT scores. But my my equivalent MCAT today is about a five hundred two. Oh wow! <clears throat> yeah. Okay. <laughs> just like two very very important questions that yeah. i think that you guys are like best to answer them so first of all um if i'm applying to med school right now how many schools do you do you uh, advise i have asked people and some people say they apply to 2015 22 like why that much number and how many would you advise i apply to how many do you apply uh, apply to dorothy yeah i applied to 18 schools which mm. i think is kind of on the average the average range, is 17 um, yeah it's seven, yeah, so 17 for AMCAS. Okay. Yep. I applied to 18 MD schools, interviewed at nine. So um, I think I've heard of people applying to more if they're less confident about their stats, things like that. Um, but I think that like 15, 20 is a pretty reasonable range. That's still a lot of secondaries for you to write once those start rolling around. So keep in mind that just because you apply to 40 schools, that not that's not necessarily in your um, to your advantage, because then you have to write those secondaries and get those in in a certain amount of time. Um, so think carefully about what you're looking for in a school. And I would really curate that school list to represent like the research interests you have, the clinical research, clinical interests you have, service interests, whatever it is that you're looking for in a school. Look for those schools that actually share those things and have those things for you. Okay. Yeah. Lots, lots of research. <laughs> to your previous point. So at my current medical school, my MCAT score is actually below the median. <gasps> and How did you get in? <laughs> Apparently it's possible. <laughs> You're a slacker. <laughs> so it's okay. I mean, it's within the range reasonably, but it's still below the median. So don't look at that median as like, oh, I must get that score in order, in order to get into that school. Um, that's not true. It, they will look at your application 
application holistically? What other experiences do you have? What kind of background are you coming from? And they will consider that. It's not just about Drumcat Sport. So I definitely understand the stress in terms of wanting to know, like, what number do I need to get? But there's so many other things that go into your application as well. Okay, that makes sense. Thank you. My second question is, um, so I complete my my overall bachelor this spring 2022 that's coming up. Like, how do I calculate when to take my MCAT? Because I want to apply to, into med school like the fall of the following year. So like, how do I calculate when between like when to take my MCAT? And then when it comes to studying, like the uh, organic chemistry one and gen chem, like if I have a good understanding of those classes now, how do I factor that into studying for MCAT with all the other resources like Blueprint? I think that was two questions in one. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, can you clarify your timelines? You're applying this upcoming cycle. Yeah, so- When, when, do, you wanna, when do you wanna start medical school is always the question I go with. That's for 2023. You want to start in 2023. Okay. So okay. first, my, my first response is use MAPPED, M-A-P-P-D.com. It allows you to enter in when you want to start medical school. It gives you a custom timeline. You enter in all your grades, especially for you with a second bachelor's. You can see what your GPA looks like and all that fun stuff. So use, use MAPPED. Um, M-A-P-P-D. Yeah. M-A-P-P-D.com, yep. Yeah, I have. It's it's. I can't turn my camera. Um, but you always work backwards. So if you want to start medical school in 2023, you're going to apply May and June of 2022, which is the next application cycle. And so ideally, you have you would have taken the MCAT kind of January to March at the latest of 2022, so that you can. Um, get your score back before you submit your applications and it gives you some flexibility if you need to figure out how to, that you need to retake, et cetera. So, and, and then I'll let Dorothy kind of flush out that thought because you were asking about kind of, it seems like you're peaking with your knowledge with OCHEM and some other courses. So it's, it's okay to move up that timeline too. Yeah. So definitely by the latest, probably March of 2022. So that gives you, uh, right now it's August. So that gives you several months if you want to start studying um, in the next couple months here. However, um, I would have you taken biochem or kind of other prereqs for the MCAT? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So right now I just okay. need to take organic chemistry and biochemistry. I can okay. skip those two. So if you in are taking more prereqs within this next year, I would maybe mm -hmm. wait till that January to March test date to actually mm -hmm. take your exam because you want to instead of having to self-study a ton for the MCAT, it'd be nice for it to align better with what you're actually doing in your courses for mm -hmm. school. So um, I would maybe start mapping out a study plan um, soon. Give yourself three to four months to study, especially since you will be in school while you're studying for the MCAT and aim for maybe a March, a February or March test date, depending on what your availability looks like. I also always like to tell my students to at least give themselves a week full-time studying if possible before taking their exam because it's hard to switch gears if you're doing full-time work or full-time school and then also studying for the MCAT at the same time. So if you have school breaks that line up nicely with certain test dates, that could be really advantageous for you so that you can really use that final week to fine-tune anything that needs to be fine-tuned before test day. Okay. Love it. Love it. Well, thanks for coming Thank on you. and asking some good questions. Have a Thank wonderful you. day. Thanks. Good luck. It was nice meeting you.
Um, all right, so let's let's get back to that original question. How do you prepare your butt to sit for seven hours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely a hard one, and it doesn't come overnight. I think um, that's also why we do a lot of full lengths, and that's why we do a lot of practice. So get used to having a high focus, high intensity um, rhythm for certain periods of time. So whether you you're starting out at like, okay, I can sit for thirty minutes and do that. Start there and slowly build up from there. So it's definitely not something that you can just up and do it um, when you choose to, but building stamina is something that takes practice and does take time, which is why we want to start taking those full lengths early to get ourselves in the rhythm of, you know, sitting and taking a long test and trying to stay focused through it. Yeah. Practice, 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 right? I, I use the marathon analogy all the time. Nobody gets up, almost nobody gets up and just runs 26.2 miles without ever running before they they gradually work up to that level uh, and it's the same for practice uh doing practice tests practice tests, practice tests. um this comes up all the time doing it didn't come up uh where'd it go hello oh well never mind doesn't want to come up um let's see Eh, those questions are kind of generic. Let's bring on some more live people. I like bringing on people live. We'll go with Dristin. That's a cool name. So what are you most looking forward to uh, when, when classes start next week? So we're diving right into anatomy. Oh. So that'll be fun, maybe a little scary. I've heard a lot of horror stories from previous med students, but I'm excited. I haven't taken anatomy before, so I'm just excited Ooh. to start learning yeah. about parts of the body. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. Anatomy was my favorite class, period. And I, I had taken it before. Okay. So, okay. Hello there. Are you hey, in the lab I'm gonna setting? Try and move. <laughs> I'm going to try and move to where I can get better signal. <laughs> All righty. All right. It's, it's not horrible. The hallways of a academic wow. institution. Hey. <laughs> Love it. Hey, can you hear me now? <laughs> yep. Yep. We're good. Perfect. Uh, it's, uh, hi, Dr. Gray. I'm a huge fan. How are you? Hello. Say hi to Dorothy, too. Hello, Dorothy. <laughs> it's nice to Hello. meet you. You, too. Sorry, I'm in the middle of clinical stuff but um anyways um i decided i'm in the middle of the secondary grind right now and i had just you know a few qu questions um i've been starting to fall behind a little bit just because um it's hard for me to write quickly um and you know quality stuff at the same time um so i was wondering if you guys had any tips for just kind of secondary writing Oh, Dorothy, how did you handle all your secondaries? Um, I was silly and didn't start pre-writing them before. So I was probably in a similar spot as you. Yeah. Um, where I, I actually ended up submitting a couple of mine outside of the two-week window. Um, but I still got interviews at that school. So I think if you are debating between like setting it in early versus setting in like a really good quality one, of course, it's kind of like a okay, if this is 100% of my best quality work versus like 90%, maybe the earliness could outweigh the difference there. But yeah, gotcha. I think it's more important to send in something that you're proud of and that you really want to share with those med schools um, and prioritizing that over the like the strict 14-day deadline. Yeah. Um, are there certain prompts that you're struggling with 
specifically or is it more broad and just in terms of the writing process? Yeah, it's more broad in terms of the writing process. Um, I've been trying to get some people to look over them too and they've taken a little bit longer than maybe I've wanted them to, which is, you know, they're busy. So I get that. Um, but yeah, a, a lot of uh, a lot of prompts have changed, unfortunately, too, this mm -hmm. year, um, just from the database that you all have. So um, I've had to update those a little bit. But yeah, um, how how late do you think you start to get uncomfortable um, in terms of secondary submissions? Mm -hmm. uh, the last one I submitted was within four weeks of getting okay. it. So yeah. I would not go more than that, especially since then you start getting into like late August, September. No, yeah, People are already sure. getting interview invites then. Um, and so, yeah, I would still try and aim for, you know, at least within a month, <laughs> maybe as close to the two weeks as possible. But um, yeah, I think in terms of writing, it's really helpful for me to do like brain mapping. So I'm or yeah. not brain, but, but like brainstorming, kind of like making a web of like what I actually want to talk about, what I want to convey to each med school. And right. you can you have to try and tailor that to the prompts and try to fit in those anecdotes and things like that into each school's set of prompts. And so um if you haven't already make a list of what you actually want to convey to them. Like what do you want them to know about yourself and think of anecdotes that can help portray that. I think anecdotes are especially powerful. I really relied on them in my interviews as well. Um, just because right it's a way for them to actually remember you for like your unique experiences and who you are specifically. All right. Perfect. Thank that you guys so much. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. So, so my, my two cents for secondaries is that students overthink secondaries. Um, really all you need to do is answer the question. Uh, I yeah. don't get super fancy with stories and this and that anecdotes are great, but make sure you're answering the question first and foremost, mm -hmm. and then support that answer. If you have space or time or want to, uh, with an anecdote, but, but really just answer the question. If you follow my advice for like personal statements and extracurricular descriptions, secondaries are completely the opposite from those, right? You don't need to get super fancy with stories and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. It, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be like a book. It doesn't have to be super well prose and all of that, but it just needs to be real and come from your actual experiences. Okay, perfect. Thank you Got guys it. so much. I really appreciate it. Good luck. It. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right. I love having three people in here. Uh, unable to join. All right, let's see if we can bring uh, Grace back see if her connection's any better. Um, let's try to get through some more questions here. How many clinical hours? How much How much clinical time did you have on your application? You know? I, I am not remembering the actual hours count, but it was around a thousand. I had been a volunteer EMT and then I also subscribed in the ER. Nice. So um, that was kind of part-time. So it wasn't super intensive through school, but ended up being around a thousand, I think. Yeah. Hello, Grace. Yep. Hello, Dr. Gray. Hello, welcome. Hello, hello. Okay. What can we help you with? Hello, can you hear me? Mm. Kind of. Yeah, <laughs> it's circling again. Sorry, Grace, not going to work today. All right. Um, <clears throat> let's see. So, yeah, clinical is important. So, again, so many people focus on like this is the the thing that I will con t 
continually beat my drum to say it's it's not about your total MCAT score. It's not about your uh, your total number of hours. It's not about your GPA. It's not about like it's about everything, and it's not yeah. who has the most this, who has the most that. It's put together a, a full application that paints this picture of who you are, while including some clinical experience because hopefully you've proven to yourself that you want to be a doctor by putting yourself around patients by getting some shadowing experience again proving that you understand what that life of a doctor looks like and it's not just some tv show that that you're infatuated with um put yourself in potentially some research situations although i think research is one of the most overrated parts of an application uh from a pre-med perspective and then yeah good enough mcat good enough GPA that medical schools will look at your application and then everything else gets there. So when you ask how many shadowing hours do I need? How much clinical experience do I need? There's no answer. There's, there's zero answer for you. It's do what works best for you and have some. (laughs) I think also with the experiences section on the AMCAS application or the equivalent on AOCMS or other systems, they just really want to know like you've reflected on your experiences and have learned something that will help you be a better physician one day. And so it's yeah. not really about the quantitative yeah. aspects of like how much time you spent. It's more like how much how much did you learn from the time that you spent doing that thing? And so it's really important to be reflective in your application on how those experiences have really shaped your path to medicine as well. Yeah. Yeah, they, there's uh, definitely diminishing returns as you continue on and you have <laughs> hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shadowing hours and and thousands of, of clinical experiences. Like I've had enough to be able to reflect to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. that doesn't mean freshman year you work full time uh, while taking community college classes, get your 2000 hours of EMT experience and then stop doing clinical experience the rest of the time. That doesn't look good either. Right. Again, it's just not, it's not total hours that, that we talk about. So, Oh man, people, 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 uh, let's see. Unable to join still says, let me see. Invite someone. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Hello. Good. Hi. Um, I think I talked to you last week. I was on live with you. Yeah, <laughs> you were. Yeah. So I'm uh, currently still studying for my MCAT. I'm taking it in a week. So that's fun. Um, yeah, nervous. <laughs> <laughs> You'll do so, great. Hopefully. Thank you. <laughs> I guess the question is, um, I, so I told you I applied, um, already in June and I'm verified and everything. And I applied to one school and I have their secondaries now. So I, um, they did specify like in their email that they, I guess, would recommend to submit it within the two weeks. Um, but you know, I'm studying for my MCAT, so I haven't like been working on it too much and it's due probably like, well, not due, but you know, two weeks would be in three days. So I'm wondering if it's, I don't know how much the two week thing applies if your MCAT's not in yet. Like, you know what I mean? Cause my application won't be complete. Yep. Anyway, so I don't know if the week is more like they're complete by the two weeks or like, yeah. So I guess that's my question. If it matters since yeah, I'm not complete anyway until like September. So the the whole two week thing is is just a general rule of thumb that everyone talks about. 
There are schools that have deadlines and you have to pay attention to those deadlines that the school gives you specifically. But the the general kind of two-week rule of thumb is just that, right? It's it's not a, a hard set in stone number that a school is going to automatically just ignore you if you turn it in after two weeks, right? Dor- Dorothy is an example of turning it in <laughs> at, at four weeks and still getting an interview. So uh, the, the two-week rule, right, rule of thumb rule, um, is regardless of your MCAT. It's two weeks from when you get your secondary – to when you turn it in, doesn't matter letters of rec, doesn't matter MCAT, doesn't matter anything else. Just focus on the those secondaries, regardless of everything else going on. Okay, that makes sense. So hopefully, I mean, it's not a lot. I've started writing it, but I'll probably try to get it in the next couple of days then. Yeah. yeah. I think minimally, if you want to take this next week to really focus on MCAT studying, I would at least be thinking about those prompts kind of like in your, you know, when you read a prompt and then you're unconsciously processing it in the back of your mind. I would do that when you're really thinking about like what you actually want to write. If you want to focus the writing and like intensively write after your MCAT is done, that's also fine. I think again, that two week recommendation is a recommendation. Three weeks ish is also fine. Um, The goal is for us to have a good quality MCAT and good quality secondary. So whatever you need to do in your timeline to make that work, um, I think would be reasonable. Okay, perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, oh, sorry. I had one more question. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll let it. I'll let it slide. <laughs> one more thing. So I graduated uh, last year um, from college, and I did a postback program in this past year, and I did. I got a three point eight in the postback program, but my undergrad GPA was not that great. I had a really good upward trend, but it still, like, you know, wasn't that great. Um, so now, overall, including the postback, I'm at a 3.4 overall and a, like 3.3 science. So I'm wondering kind of like how that's looked at. Cause I know like, obviously they like an upward trend and all of that. And I did a post back and did well in it, but because my overall is still pretty low, I'm not too sure how to gauge that. Yeah. You, you can't, unfortunately with, with, with a poor start to undergrad, your, your final numbers aren't going to look super sexy, right? It's like, oh, yeah. when, you, when you go to the MSAR and the median GPA is a 3.85, like, yeah. and you're sitting there with your 3.4, the, the problem is, and, and again, this is something I try to preach all the time, it's not about that final number, it's about the story behind the number. So for a student like yourself, a non-traditional student who's had to do a post-back, now your post-back will look great. 3.8 postback is awesome. How many credits was your postback? Uh, 25. 25 well, credits. I, the, pro, the program itself was 25, but then I took two other classes after I graduated, which I guess would be also... In Those are considered, yep. Eight. Yeah, so it, it's more like a 3.87. Okay. But yeah, but so probably like 32 credits. 32 credits. What did you get senior year? Senior year, I had a 3.8. Junior year? Three point six or seven. Okay. So your last roughly sixty credit hours probably are around a three seven eight three eight somewhere around there, yeah. right? Medical schools see that. Medical schools don't just get three point four. Oh, you're a terrible student. Goodbye. They get every single data point, and the software that they use to pull the information from AMCAS or Comus or TMDSAS, whichever one allows them however they want to set it up to go all right show me only the last 
50 credit hours, 60 credit hours, 30 credit hours, 20 science credit hours. They filter and sort and do whatever they want with that data. It's not just about 3.4. So don't worry about your 3.4 because you've kicked butt your last 60 credit hours and, and you've proven you're academically capable of, of doing well in medical school. Perfect. Thank you. That makes me feel a lot better. You're welcome. You did the whole primary. You had to put in every single grade for every single class. So they will see the data. They can analyze it however they choose to. So, okay. That makes you got sense. it, girl. Thank you so much. You got it. You got it. Um, hey, real Juliet Gabriel, are you still here? If you are, request to come back on live. I, I want uh I want to bring you back up live. I have a question for you. I'll keep an eye out for you. All right. Um, so big question here. Non-trad student, good GPA, no prereqs. So doing a post back now. Planning Chem 1 and 2, OCHEM 1 and 2, Bio 1 and 2, Calc Physics 1 and 2. Anything I'm missing, been looking at schools that don't have strict class requirements but need a good GPA. So this is a great question for MCAT prereqs as well. And there's one big one standing out that I don't see on there specifically for the MCAT, which is more tested these days with the new MCAT. What's what's missing there? Um, I think I followed your list. I'm, biochem is the one that yeah. I was thinking of that was missing there. Yeah. Bi- biochem yeah. is really important for the new MCAT. Yeah. It's pretty much most of your bio biochem section, <laughs> which is one whole section on the MCAT. So definitely worth, you know, you need to know your amino acids. There's a lot of like protein enzyme function related things that you need to know for the MCAT as well. So highly recommend taking biochem if you can, at least concurrently while you're studying for the MCAT, if not as a prereq. Yep, yep. Again, real Julia Gabriel, if you're still watching, request to come back on live again. I wanna I wanna bring you back up live. <clears throat> and if um, you psych social, I wasn't oh sorry. Go ahead, yeah. I wasn't sure ahead. if psych social was in that mix, but that is something you yeah. can definitely self-study for the MCAT as well. Um, I think a lot of med schools do require at least one semester though of either psych or social. So make sure you're looking at the prereqs required for each school that you're really interested in and make sure you are hitting all of those because you don't want to, um, you don't want a prereq to be the reason you can't apply to a certain school. Yeah. All right. I sent a request to real Juliet Gabriel again. See if we can bring her back on. Hello there. Hi. So, so I have a question. You're, you're starting medical school in 2023 Yes. Applying 2022, it is now August 13th. So August, September, October, November, December, January, February timeline, right? So that's kind of perfect timeline for this six-month window to start working on the MCAT. What is your plan to work on the MCAT? What, what are you thinking about in terms of test prep and studying? Uh, so for that, um, I am okay. I kind of gauged where I were, where I am, where, mm-hmm. I, where I'm currently am with the classes. Okay. So with biology, I'm really good. Like, um, I took AMP one. So what I didn't mention is that I'm a nursing major. Okay. So I'm currently in nursing school to graduate spring of next semester. Okay. Okay, that, so, this this complicates some things. So now I have some follow up questions. 
<laughs> yeah. So um, I am doing that. And previously I have done AMPs. I've done Gen Chem, um, uh, physics. And I think the only thing I haven't done is organic one and biochemistry. I just learned about biochem. Honestly, I wasn't planning on that. I was planning on organic chemistry too. And then it was just a lot of things about biochem that kept popping up. And I yep. kind of dropped organic chemistry too to do biochem. So um, that is where I am right okay. now. I plan to take that in the summer of next semester. Okay. In, so in terms of MCAT prep, what were you going to do? So MCAT prep, I spoke to some of my, uh, some of the residents that I've, been, that I've seen recently. And one of them said they used, um, it's not Blueprint. It's another one, <gasps> another very popular one. I'm heard sorry. Of, no offense to you, darling. <laughs> it's not blue, but it's just another one. Um, I don't know. There's Kaplan, Princeton Review, the Berkeley Princeton Review. Princeton Review, yes. Okay. Yes, that Princeton Review. So she used that, and that was like what I had in mind. But I was so confused because just because I have very recent knowledges of the of the classes, I didn't know like how much I should take. Like there's three months. Blueprint is very expensive. Again, no offense to you. I, I think it's going to be great. <laughs> Even Princeton is also expensive, but they're they're all yes. It's it's know. all an investment. So so here's here's okay. So let's let's pause for two seconds. I want to go back to the fact that you're a nursing major. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned potentially because a lot of people don't understand that nursing classes typically don't meet med school prereqs. So if you did chemistry for nursing, that does not count for your chemistry prereqs. I did organic, uh, no, I did Gen Chem 1, Gen Chem 2, Physics 101 and Physics 102 because I wasn't sure nursing or med school. And I just okay. wanted to go into nursing and see doing clinicals and everything else to see if I really want to be, if I really want to go the med school route. Okay. And I have seen that. I have been with um, um, new resident, old resident, and I have kind okay. of assessed how they act. I like everything else that's involved. And I kind of decided, okay, I think med school is right okay. for me to go to. So so from I a from a class perspective, you you have the the true pre-med prereqs that you need. Mm -hmm. okay. Yes. Okay. So I don't awesome. have organic chemistry one and biochem, which yep. I'm taking the summer after nursing school. Got it. Got it. Got mm -hmm. it. Okay. So with that said, it sounds like you're on the right path to to be ready for applying next cycle. Uh, because I have friends in high places, I would love to give you a six month blueprint live online course and you can hang out with Dorothy and she can she can help you get to that 515 that you want. Really? Wait, is this like oh, is this free or for free? A free <laughs> no! Free oh six month live online course. I feel like Ellen here. Like I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> the twelve days of Christmas. Please tell me serious that you don't about to kill me because I literally just lost a four thousand grand yesterday and I've been so depressed. Oh. If you're gonna do this, I would love you forever. Are you serious? I just did it. Yeah, literally, literally, <laughs> literally earlier, I emailed Blueprint. I, I emailed my friends over there. I said I'm doing an Instagram live right now, which they knew that Dorothy was gonna be here. I said, can we give away a course? And they're like, yes, give away a six-month course. And that was after you had already left. And I'm like, I want to bring you back on. Oh, amazing. 
I am starting a class this Saturday oh if you would like to join my class. <laughs> but yeah, that, I that's just... 3,000. Are you kidding me? That's like 3,000 for six months or even more. Oh my God. Hopefully, hopefully it gets you to your dream score and into your dream school and you can be a classmate of Dorothy soon. Oh, my God. Thank you. I really, really, really want to be there. It's like a dream. Just shoot me a, a, a direct message on Instagram and I'll, I'll take care of it for you. Oh, I will. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I can't take it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank just, you so much. Just work hard. Crush it. Make us proud. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I will. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. I love I love giving away. Now I know why oh, Ellen loves it. She just <laughs> <laughs> somebody's can you give away two? Uh no, unfortunately. We we'll give away one. Um but yeah. That's 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 fun to do. I, there are lots of people out there who do, who deserve some some goodwill every now and then. Hello there. Hi. Nice How are you? To finally see you guys and be live with you both. Yeah. What's going on? Hello. Um. So I had a question for you, Doctor Gray. Um. I've been scribing in the emergency department for five years now. Um. And then throughout COVID, when that whole thing hit. Um. I'm sure. And continues know, to hit. Aware. And continues to hit and hit and yes. hit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still then, here. So with the Delta variant coming up, we're seeing lots of cases rise in the emergency department as well. And then it it's affecting um, our scribing hours now because now the physicians don't really want to put us at risk because we're contracted with the hospital. And so to be honest, um, I don't really know where the scribing career is going to go from here. So um, I was thinking how, how soon is it acceptable to get your recommendations prior to applying to medical school? Because I'm still, um, I still haven't, uh, like, I'm still in like the midst of like, I'm not applying to medical school anytime soon, but I don't want my recommendations to, from the physicians to be backdated like in 2021 when I'm not even going to be applying until like, yep. Went like got it four years yeah. three years now so good, good question Dor dorothy how did you handle letters of recommendations did you have old ones that you needed updated or did you ask for them all application cycle i asked for them all application cycle but i did tell um my physicians before i quit my before i resigned from my driving job <laughs> i, I quit them, <laughs> I asked them if they'd be willing to write a recommendation. So they kind of knew that it was coming that I'd ask them later on. And so they gave me their contact information so that I could like get back in touch with them. So I think a heads up for those physicians that you want to ask for, it would probably be appreciated on their end. I don't know that they necessarily need to write one right now. Cause maybe things would change for you before between now and then um, by the time you apply. And so I think just letting them know that you really have appreciated their mentorship or whatever um, it is and say that, Hey, I would really appreciate like if you'd be willing to write a recommendation when I do apply. And so that also gives them another um, thing to kind of think about in terms of what they want to write for you. And if they need to make preparations to do so, like write some notes on their own or something, then they can do that as well. Okay. Thank you. Um, so it's not necessarily, so if it's dated in 2021 and I don't apply until like 2023 or 2024, it won't look, um, 
bad for like the application cycle. It, it like, will. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, so I wouldn't have uh, letters just sitting around for a few years. Okay. Um, yeah. So a, as Dorothy mentioned, right, just, just set that expectation with the okay. physician or professors. This, this works if you have an amazing professor freshman year, but obviously you're not applying junior year uh, yeah. in a traditional kind of timeline, then you set that expectation with the professor or, or in your case, the physician to say, I've really enjoyed working with you. I would love when I apply to medical school, if you would, it could write me a strong letter of recommendation. Um, since I'm not applying for a few years, I don't need anything right now, but is it okay if we keep in touch through email so that I can kind of keep you uh, updated with my progress and everything I'm doing. And when it comes time to apply, if I, if I reach out and ask for a letter uh, of recommendation, then. Awesome. Oh, thank you guys. I was, yeah, I didn't know where to go about. I didn't want to ask the physicians either like, Hey, when is it? Cause I thought that was kind of, crazy, but, um, yeah, thank you guys a lot. I appreciate it so much. You are welcome. Of course. It also lets you stay in touch with them. Yep. Yeah. Which is fun. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, it's funny cause you're always like, don't want to be a teacher, but I'm like, you guys are so cool. I want to oh. hang out. With them. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. All right. All right. All right. A few more minutes here hanging out. Let's see who else we can bring on. Lots of lots of friends with us today. Let's yeah, see. I love it. Um, find another person. What do you do if accepted to write your letter doesn't answer back anymore? Yeah, getting so getting ghosted by letter writers is not fun. You just have to give up yeah. at some point. Hello there. Hi, um, so nice to meet you guys. Um, I just had like a few questions. I'm an international student, so I came to the U.S. like three years ago, and I was like 15. So when I came, like I didn't like really like know much about the um, the pre-med thing because it's different all the way in Nigeria. Yeah. So I didn't have any pre-med advisor. So my first two years, I was in community college, so I focused more on my um, my grades, I got like a 4.0 throughout. And then I transferred in COVID to university. And then like, because of COVID, I transferred in COVID. I had to get used to being in a new school. My grades kind of dropped to like a 3.7. So I'm wondering like, how would the school see it? Like the medical schools? Yeah. So like from a 4.0 to 3.7. And it was like during COVID. So I'm just like, would that really affect the way medical schools would see because of my grade dropped a bit? <laughs> I, I love these questions because it's like I had a downward trend from a four zero to a three seven. I'm like, girl, you're still crushing it. Yeah, three seven <laughs> is still great. <laughs> okay, I'm just like, I still have my. I'm in my senior year, but I have an extra semester because I changed from um, biology to chemistry. So I still have a whole senior year to actually push my grades. I also have a question about the disadvantage section yep. of the application because, like I mentioned, I only focused on like the on my grades my first two years because I was like I didn't have any pre med advisor like I didn't know much like the way uh, medical schools work in the U.S. So I was just wondering if there a way I could like use it in my um, my disadvantage section of the application. Is it or shouldn't I do that? Like, should I not do that at all? Or yeah. Uh- do you have this book? 
No. Okay. Direct message me and I'll, I'll, I'll send you with your direct, direct message me with your email address and I'll send you a PDF copy. Um, there's a whole chapter in here about disadvantaged essays and, and how to write them and who should write them. At the end of the day, the answer is anyone can mark themselves as disadvantaged. The question is, what was the disadvantage? How did it impact you? Um, and, and potentially what are you doing to, to overcome that? Okay. Right. So, so, so not having knowledge about the U S healthcare system, not having knowledge about the U S educational system could be a disadvantage. Now I would potentially say having a 4.0 as you're going through community college may not specifically speak to that disadvantage. So you, you, you may have to, to be, um, cautious about how you write it. So I was just, um, I'm writing my MCAT, the pre-med playbook. Okay, got it. <laughs> People are asking, what was the book? <laughs> got some okay. more PDF requests. <laughs> yeah. What's your other question? Um, is, what, what, question is, just pause for two seconds. What's up with Nigerian nation representing today? I don't know. They're, they're all hanging out. I, I love it. I, I, want some, I want some Kenyan love so I can speak some Swahili with my friends. Um. Right, that would be nice. <laughs> where <are> you at? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, with the shadowing experience, I, I'm kind of scared. Like, I ha- I don't have shadowing experience yet, but I plan to get shadowing experience. Does it matter like when your undergrad gets shadowing experience? Like, yes. Oh, why didn't you just get shadowing in your like your first year or something? Like, oh, now you're just thinking of being a doctor. Now you're just trying to force all your experiences because, like I said, I didn't have experiences in my first two years. I just got done with some research and I'm planning to like start clinical experiences. So I have like a year to get my clinical experiences together. I'm just like scared, like with the shadowing part, like does it matter like when in the timeline I get like a shadowing opportunity? Cause like in COVID it's really hard to get one nowadays. Yeah. Dorothy, when, when did you start that whole process of getting experiences? Yeah, I, so I actually took an EMT class after my freshman year. Um, and got my EMT certification, started volunteering the next year after that. So I think it was mostly because I actually wanted to be an EMT. I just thought they were really cool. Um, and so I think as long as it's kind of internally driven and it's not just a check a box, I kind of look at the options that are there around you. I know it's COVID has made it a lot harder to get clinical experiences, um, especially if you're just starting out rather than continuing on in a position that's already established. Um, when are you applying to med school? Next year. Okay, so you're not taking a gap year then because you have, oh wait, you're taking one gap year. Um, I have an extra semester in the fall of next year. Okay. So not up to a year, but like a gap year. Okay, gotcha. Um, so depending on when you're able, I would maybe start thinking about getting clinical experience in this next year. Um, and that way you can really speak to it before you start applying because you want to have clinical experience in before you apply, which would be June of next year. Um, so maybe starting this next upcoming year looking for opportunities would be a good time to do so because you need, unfortunately, you do need to have it um, before you apply rather than during your, like, gap year. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And one last question. Um, so I'm taking my MCAT in um, May of next year. I was just thinking I still have time to take the MCAT, but because I haven't taken biochem, mm-hmm. I'm not able to take it to, like, May of next year because I take biochem spring of next year. So I'm like, should I just study a lot and just like take the MCAT and see where I stand? And then 
if I do well, then I don't have to take the MCAT in May of 2022? Or should I just wait till I'm done with biochemistry? Because I heard biochemistry mm. is like really important for like MCAT. Right. So it's mostly the first half of biochem that I think is especially high yield for the MCAT. So you need to know your amino acids. You need to know kind of like inhibition and how enzyme kinetics works. Um, you need to know kind of like the earlier topic in biochem. So if you end up taking the MCAT like concurrently as you're studying biochem, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Maybe I, I know Ryan mentioned earlier, like that January to March range, the year that the year that you apply is definitely ideal for being able to see your score, get it back and reevaluate if you need to retake it or not before you apply. Um, so taking it in March, April that year would probably be a good um, choice for you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for answering my questions. I really appreciate it. Good luck. Have a great day. Too. All right, we got to find our our Kenyan and Tanzanian and uh, <laughs> I think Somalia, Ken, uh, Sw Swahili is um, uh, the language there as well. It's, it's like three three or four countries there on the the east coast of Africa, so I can speak a little Swahili. <laughs> I, just, I just know I just know a smidge from I my know <laughs> a smidge from my my couple weeks there I, uh, when I was eighteen after high school. Um, well, awesome, Dorothy. Thank you for joining me. You mentioned you have a class starting Sunday. Tell everyone how, if they want to come hang out with you, they can they can do that. Yeah, so I'm doing a live online course. Um, it actually starts this Saturday. It'll be Saturdays from here until end of November, I think. So it's a 16-week course. You'll see us. Um, it's myself and another instructor, and it's kind of podcast style. So you'll be hearing from two MCAT experts as well. And we do a lot of practice. We kind of um, set a schedule for y'all to do um, your modules and kind of course review, content review in the meantime. And then we'll come back in class and really work practice questions, really talk about how we can apply strategies you test like questions. So it's a great way to have yourself, give yourself a bit more accountability as you study, give yourself some more structure and also just have, you know, regular feedback through our classes as well. So would love to see you guys there, whether it's with me or other instructors. Um, but regardless, I'm happy to be a resource for y'all as you continue on in your MCAT and pre-med journeys as well. Awesome. Awesome. And for everyone, I just posted a uh, a promo code to try mapped m-a-p-p-d dot com that our mapped app is is our technology platform where you track all of your um, courses your your full-length exams and and real tests all of your activities um, you track all of your medical school stuff you can start working on your application inside of mapped uh, and just yesterday two days ago we introduced mapped chat so if you don't have an advisor or you don't utilize your advisor for one reason or another, you can work with one of our mapped advisors at a super low price compared to what we normally charge for a one-on-one -on -one call. So go check it out. Uh, again, that free 30-day coupon is up in the chat if you want to go check that out. 30 days free is the promo code. Dorothy, thanks so much for hanging out. And thank you, Blueprint MCAT. Again, it's blueprintmcat.com for allowing me to make someone's day today and, and give away a, a six-month access to the live online course. <laughs> All right. I'm dropping my email in the chat if y'all want to reach out. I'm happy to answer whatever questions I can. But yeah, um, Dr. Gray, thanks for having me on. And it was really nice to meet some of you today. All righty. Everyone have a wonderful day. We'll see you soon. All right. There you have it. Again, Dorothy from Blueprint MCAT sharing her knowledge about being a 
new first-year med student, what that application process was like for her, giving away a session to a student, a, a, a six-month course, live online course from Blueprint MCAT. Lots of great questions. I hope this was a helpful session for you. We have some guests coming up here in the future, some great guests to share their thoughts, their process getting into medical school. If you have anyone you think would be a great guest here on the podcast, send them my way. Just shoot an email to team at medicalschoolhq.net. Hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time here on The Pre-Med Years. This is MedEd Media.